Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to This Is Home Podcast featuring D'Angelo Hall, Eddie Royal, and Brandon Flowers. All right. I All think right. we can wing it, bro. I think Go ahead, you know here, here are some things I'm I'm looking over. Um I'm looking over. I'm like Kyler Murray versus Josh Rosen, right? That's a huge topic. Um <clears throat> the proven guy. I mean the guy, you know what Josh Rosen is. Kyler Murray's kind of a toss up in my opinion. You hoping he Russell Wilson, but you never know. Um who should trade for Josh Rosen? Uh, it's a bunch of teams that need quarterbacks. Washington, the Chargers have been talking the about Dol- the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Giants. So those are some teams out there. Um, Nick Bosa not playing a lot. Like you don't have that much film on the guy. Would would that affect teams drafting him? And of course, it's, it's a no. But yeah, it's just something to talk about. Like a guy like yeah. Ed Oliver. Who could have who could have sat out even longer? Because he's got more tape than than Nick Boza, and he's more proven. But it's less question marks about him than it is Ed Oliver. Um, yeah. And then uh, what should the Raiders do with uh, Derek Carr? Um, if they should draft quarterback and trade him, because they're not really committed to anybody. Like what? You should... Eddie, are you writing this down? Yeah, I got it. Okay, all right. Like what should Oakland do um, with Derek Carr? And then what should they do with their draft picks? Like, I think yeah. it's going to say a lot about their franchise, that first pick that they that they yeah. have. Like, because everybody, it, they're in shambles right now. They don't trust anybody. They sent their scouts home, right? So yeah. that's been a big story. It's like, do they really know what they're doing? Because you trade yeah, away think, Khalil Mack, you trade away yeah. Amari Cooper. So, and I, but you, what you got in return, and we might need to jump in because we're getting into it, but. I was going to say what you get in return for that. I think the most interesting thing is you saw how much AB loved Derek Carr and like how that played. You can't turn around and like, tra- you know what I mean? AB damn near probably was happy about coming there because. What make you think AB loved Derek Carr though? Bro, the way his, you didn't see the, like, bro, they were man crushing over each other, bro. I mean, that's fake too though. Yeah, that's fake. He's going to a new team. Of course, he's gonna try to get in good fate with the quarterback there. If they draft a rookie and trade Derek Carr, he's gonna be all right, let's go. Like a little swaggy rookie like Kyler Murray coming in. He's gonna be best friends for Kyler Murray too. So all that don't mean shit. Dot, come on, man. We trying to <laughs> Oh man. All right, man. So let's jump into this then. Eddie, I like where you're going with everything you got. Um, and I think we always do good when we kind of wing it, too. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, man. Um, I know we haven't done this in a little while, but welcome to This Is Home podcast. We've taken some time off. Uh, lots happened in the sports world um, over the last probably six months since we last recorded, but we wanted to surprise you guys and put out our pre-draft um, analysis on, you know, who our favorite players are in the draft, where we think they're going to go, what we think teams should do. Eddie and uh, we have Eddie and Brandon with us. They're going to put on their GM hats um, and kind of give us a rundown from from both perspectives, being a, a prospect as well as their experience in the league and um, that sort of thing. So with no further ado, Eddie, Brandon. This is home. What's up, fellas? Yeah, I th- I th- good to be I back, be man. Back. Good glad to be back. Mr. All, all of y'all, all of that good stuff, man. Yeah, man. Ready to dive in, man. This is Brandon Flowers. I'm a GM. <laughs> so whatever y'all teams want to know what to do, I'm going to bail you out and let you know what to do with your picks. I'm here. And make sure you tweet at them and, and disagree with them, too, after you listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Um, all right, so I mean, let's start at the top, man. We got the Cardinals at the at the number one spot. It's so funny to me because I remember a year ago when people were questioning. I don't think Baker Mayfield was even, you know, he was very under the radar at potentially going one. Some people had him going there, but I feel like he was a dark horse to be the number one draft pick. And then suddenly 
Kyler Murray wasn't mentioned mostly. He was going to play baseball. Now, all of a sudden, the same thing. He's the dark horse, number one draft pick. What do y'all think the Cardinals should do um, at the top of the draft? So, I'm going to start it off. I think the Cardinals should bail themselves out because they're in a tough situation right now because the head coach coming in, he wants wants Kyler Murray. And if you don't give him Kyler Murray and you stick with Josh Rosen, if he starts out terrible for a year or two, his whole backup plan is going to be, you know I needed Kyler Murray to make this offense go, man. He has an excuse. Mm -hmm. He's having his scapegoat. The thing is, if you bring Kyler Murray in, you have to ship Josh Rosen off because that was your top 10 quarterback pick a year ago. And what happens if you bring Kyler Murray in and Josh Rosen beats him out in camp? Mm -hmm. So I feel the safe thing to do is call up John Gruden, who loves number one picks, tell John Gruden, I'll give you my first overall pick for Derek Carr. John Gruden isn't married to Derek Carr right now. And, Eddie, as you know, as a player, one thing that players hate in the league is we don't mind change, but when change comes in and you start taking steps backwards, Mm -hmm. that doesn't rub players the right way. You know, you can tell it was frustration between Gruden and Carr on the sideline. It could be because Gruden loves his offense the way he likes to call it. Hey, when you see this audible to this exact play, and Carr could be like, nah, I want to audible to my play. So they go kind of bump heads, you know, until they start winning. Gruden, go ahead and get you your quarterback that you want to handpick. Let him know that you're going to believe in him from day one. And if you can get Kyler Murray, if you're Oakland at the number one pick, man, that's going to start you off right before you go to Vegas. You have Antonio Brown. You got Tyrell Williams. You got Kyler Murray at quarterback. That's the way you start off your brand new season. I know they go to Las Vegas next year, but, yeah. hey, you go win in Oakland for the last year before you head to uh, Vegas with a bang. Yeah, star power, yeah. And yeah. and and, and before, before you start, Eddie, I want to say for the Arizona Cardinals, it's an asset. You bring in a quarterback that knows how to prepare. He will have a chip on his shoulder. But He's a former pro bowler. The only, a- the only problem with that, Dot, not to cut you off, is like you said, you brought that coach in to run – what Kyler Murray essentially ran as an offense. So does Derek Carr even fit? And Eddie, I know you want to jump in. Sorry, but I, does does Derek Carr even fit in, with Cliff Kingsbury? De- Derek Carr is oh, Kingsbury just want a mobile quarterback. Derek Carr is mobile enough. He yeah. and he, I feel like he can adapt. So what do you do team. with what do you do with Rosen then? You trade him too. Well, if if somebody wants Rosen, they can come and call, or Rosen can just stay there for three years and learn under Derek Carr. And when okay. Derek Carr contract is up, you can extend him, or Rosen that sat behind him and he learned, and you know he can take that route where the first for the first round quarterback sit a couple years, learn everything from a vet, and he jumps right in. Okay, interesting perspective, Eddie. What are you doing at the number one pick? I mean, number one, I'm taking Kyler Murray. I think. Uh, you go out on a limb and you bring in a young head coach. Uh, you kind of want to give him everything that he needs to make his offense go. He's an offensive mind. Uh, you're bringing him in for a reason. You believe in him. So it's, hey, coach, whatever you think is the best thing for our organization, we gave you the keys to the car. We want you to drive it. So you got to give him everything that he needs. If he wants Kyler Murray, you got to give him to him. But, Eddie, so, not to cut you off, not to cut you off, you feel like if you're a general manager in the NFL, you go think a college head coach knows what he needs to win in the NFL. His first exactly. time coaching, but, and he but, was, but why he bring the guy gonna, in if you don't believe he can win though? You know what you're I mean? Bringing him, like, you're bringing him in because he's basically a good coordinator and he's a quarterback whisperer. That doesn't mean he knows how to build a roster and he knows what it takes to. He don't got to build the whole roster. He got to build his quarterback. So he he's a quarterback whisperer. He knows quarterbacks. That's one thing that he does know. So if this guy says, this is the quarterback that I need to make this offense go to get us to a Super Bowl, I'm going to give him the guy that he needs and wants. Cause like, but yeah. can, he make that, if, can, can he make that decision without, without trying to do it with Rosen first? Like he hasn't seen – he hasn't had – But, Dye, let me – let- but, Dad, let me tell you what the great equalizer is to this conversation. The Cardinals finished 3-13 and 13 last year. They can't – that fan base and that GM, like, you need excitement. Like, you're not – you know, you under, you feel what I'm saying? Like, and, and a defensive they, lineman won't bring that. 
But, yeah, but I mean, to build a championship team, you don't always build for excitement. How Okay, how I get that. Sometimes the, you build through the line, with, right? Look, I get that, right? The Cardinals had one of the worst offensive lines in football last year. So you, there's no offensive tackle that you could take number one overall to help improve that. It's all mm-hmm. defensive linemen. So mm-hmm. what you need to do is bring in a mobile quarterback where you can move the pocket mm-hmm. so he's not mm-hmm. dropping back in the same spot 15, 20, 30 times a game with a young quarterback. You need to be able to move him, get him some easy completions, get him to make some plays with his feet, confuse people, and bring some excitement to the organization. Who's yeah. thinking about the Arizona Cardinals? Like, nobody wants to go three, see the Arizona Cardinals play right Three and now. 13. Three and 13. Especially not with Josh okay, Rosen as the quarterback. Like, right. hey, but do, but do you know why they fired Steve Wilkinson? Because they brought him in to turn that defense into a lights out defense, and the defense played horrible. So they have Terrell Suggs coming over there, who's an older vet. You bring in, man, you just bring in, uh, I say you go Derek Carr first round, and then the rest of the draft, you can suit that. It's going to be but, a but, but, team that's going to be 3 and 13 but, one year, and then but, the next year they're going to be 13 and 3. No, it's going to take three years to dude, build. This I thought up. John Gruden and you was can't a quarterback whisperer, too. If he don't want Derek Carr, I definitely don't. <laughs> John, Gruden, John Gruden is a smart man. He, he was sitting up there watching John, a lot of football. So he knows football. He had a bad season last year, but John Gruden knows football. Dot, who, the thing about football, he knows quarterbacks. Who is going to protect Derek Carr? He already broke his leg with an all-pro left tackle. So what you think is going to happen when playing behind that offensive line? Listen, this isn't a weak offensive line draft. You can get a starting offensive lineman in the second and oh third God. round in this draft. All right, you reaching now. You can get he a starting offensive lineman. Like two starters <laughs> in the second and third round. Listen, 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 Doc. Do they have the first pick of the second round? Listen, what do you listen, think? listen, Doc. I like I wholeheartedly agree with you if we weren't talking about the Cardinals right now. If we were if we were having this discussion on what the Dolphins should do or what the Redskins should do like any, but the Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury, come on, bro. You, you trying to fit. Okay. A... Okay. Brandon, Brandon and Eddie, what y'all are telling me is if y'all just hitting home runs and Calamari comes in right now, have y'all thought about what if you can't ship Josh Rosen off? So two years in a row, you got two top 10 quarterbacks. And if, if Calamari just doesn't prepare well, uh, he's just off and, he doesn't know how to be a pro and be a leader. And Josh Rosen beat him out. That's a waste of a no, you, Wait, can, I'm you not... can chip him off. You might not get what you want for him. You might not exactly. get that first-round draft pick you want. But it's I... enough teams out there that need quarterbacks. They would take him with a second-round pick and, and, like, without even thinking about it. Like, that's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Like, well, is... why haven't it happened? Why haven't it happened? Yet? We don't know what might happen tomorrow. I mean. To, to be honest with you, if Josh Rosen was in this quarterback class, I think he'd be the number one rated quarterback coming out. But the mm. only thing is, you got to look at fit, too. It's not that Josh Rosen is a bad quarterback. It's he doesn't fit this offense that Cliff Kingsbury wants to run. That's really the only issue. Yeah. And so yeah. It, it's you got to give this guy the quarterback that he wants and needs and then build the roster outside of that. You saw what Russell Wilson just got paid. Like, yeah. that tells you how important the quarterback position is. And, so I'm and, not going to hire the head coach and not give him a quarterback. And like we started this conversation off with, look who he who proceeded like who he proceeds like Baker Mayfield. So you saw what Baker did. You saw the mistake, quote unquote, and shout out the tie that people felt like. Basically, that situation with the quarterback got uh, what's name fired in uh, in Cleveland because Baker and Baker had that chip on his shoulder because he felt like he should have been starting from day one. So if you yeah. potentially yep. think Kyler is gonna sit behind somebody and like not come on, but like so to me that's you a sound no-brainer. but but skills you sound like an NFL executive right now being that it's a copycat league Absolutely. just because Baker came in and he excelled that doesn't mean Kyler is necessarily going to excel well you don't know if Baker is a a film rat and Kyler's not a film rat. I mean, two different people. But what if what if people. what if he is though, Doc? What if what if he has the same pedigree? Are you not drafting him? To, the only reason I wouldn't draft him because I just drafted a top ten quarterback last year. But he didn't, didn't get, draft I didn't, I didn't him. Get, that coach nobody, didn't draft him. He didn't get him, a fair though. chance. He did not get a fair chance. He didn't okay. have he didn't have Kingsbury in a building who's gonna 
design plays to get people open. It was just go out there and try to wing it and do something for a franchise that's just okay. Right, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, you know what it's like playing for a coach that that didn't draft you or didn't bring you in on free agency. Like it's not the same. They don't care about you. They're not invested in you like the other guy. So it's the same situation. Kingsbury don't care nothing about Josh Rosen. He has nothing invested in this guy. So he he's not gonna. He wants his own guys. Trust me. When I was in Denver, and Josh McDaniels came in, he shipped off as many Shanahan guys as he could because he wanted his own guys. But, but you know why Josh McDaniels could do that? Because he just came from New England and he had clout. Kingsborough's coming. Kingsborough's coming from college, and he wasn't even a winning coach he like that. A hot name so he's though. not. So Dad, he's not gonna be man. able to tell a GM like, Dad, "Hey, no, that's what I need." They no. fired, and and let me say this too, Dot. They fired their coach after one season. They will fire their draft pick after one season too. Like they don't have, they clearly have no, they don't know what they're doing. The GM doesn't Bro, know what he's doing. They they fired their coach because he's a defensive coach. Who cares why they fired him? They fired him. At the end of the day, you have to look at the future. If 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 Rosen doesn't pan out, if, let's just say you keep Rosen. And let's just say you don't get Derek Carr and you just go Bosa, number one, because you have you, you trust Rosen to give him a chance. If he don't work out, guess who's coming out next year? Another oh, yeah. good quarterback yeah, yeah, in tour. For sure. So no, you still have no. a chance Bro. if Rosen don't get it to get a guy that can who's a guy. You, you can't evaluate like, your coach you if you don't give him his quarterback. Like, how can they evaluate if Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach if he doesn't have the quarterback to run his system the right way? He'll always have that excuse of, well, I don't have a quarterback. I told you go get Kyler. Just like you said before, like, don't give him an excuse. You got a couple years to show me what you could do as a head coach or else I got to move on. Okay. And this okay. league, let's man, just say, coaches let's just say, don't stick long. Let's just say the Arizona Cardinals had pick 10 and they couldn't get Kyler. So is it, oh, we're not going to win for two years because Kingsbury wanted Kyler he but they don't the have that. Why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about this? They don't have the 10th pick. They have the first pick. Explain no, what, what I'm saying is, is you're, you're, saying that, <laughs> you're saying that they can't really address the situation with Kingsbury if he doesn't win with his quarterback he handpicked. I said if they had a later pick, and let's just say they couldn't get Kyler for some reason. Would you still say, "Hey, he didn't get the"? No, wanted, you wouldn't so. say that. That of course, I know. flowers, of so, course not. So, but they have the number one pick. Quarterback a chance from last year. That's what no. I'm saying. He, he didn't have a chance. Oh, we get that. And like I said, if this was any other team, we're not saying that you aren't making the rational decision. If Kyler wasn't, if Kyler went and played baseball and wasn't available, like you said, like if Cliff didn't get hired, like. We get that, but we have to address it as it is. And as it is, it makes sense that Kyler is going to be the number one pick. So we'll see um, tomorrow night what happens, and we'll follow up. I feel Can like – Can you explain that? La- last I question. I you that too, but I don't really understand. Why you nicknamed that? <laughs> last, who knows? Lord, tell everybody. Is it a bad story? No, no it's not a bad story. It went I don't from, even know why we call that that. It went from prep school. We had name tags. It said B dot flowers, and my name was B dot. Then it went turn to dot. B dot to dot. That's that's the whole thing. But before we switch, <laughs> before we switch topics and segments, I just have one more question. Are yes. y'all saying you should draft Kyler because excitement or Kyler because he's the player Both. that can that can boost his what team to what they need to Did do? Did you not watch college football, bro? Both. <laughs> like he was the third best quarterback in the in college football, maybe the second best. And then not to mention that Flowers, how often did you spend time in the ticket sales office when you played? Because do you know how hard it is to sell personal seat licenses and suites and sponsorships and all that stuff that helps subsidize the organization, bro? They need to sell tickets and jerseys and fill the seats. And you feel so like both. Derek Carr wins sell them same tickets if they just traded. I mean, I, I think that you're – No. All right, so let me let me break this down to you, all right? And not even breaking it down, but just risk-reward, right? So you the risk of not drafting Kyler – and then he blows up, and your fans look like, bro, you, you're going to lose your job. Like, you feel what I'm saying? So it's like you're almost better off doing what everybody thinks you should do. That way, if it doesn't work out, 
Nobody says, oh, you really went out on a limb to get Derek Carr and he broke his leg because you didn't have an offensive line and Kyler blew up. You know what I mean? Like, just do whatever. And, and, and that's why the rich stay rich and the 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 teams that worry about what fans say or ticket sales, that's why they stay where they're at. I think you can do both. That's why, that's why, that's why, that's why the New England Patriots, they have boring drafts where they draft O linemen, D linemen, <laughs> outside linebacker, maybe. Flowers, like, you that's, that's all they draft in the Tom first Brady has been went. their quarterback for 20 years, right. bro. <laughs> but they have a bro, great this nucleus is your GM around them. You would not get the job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hiring you, bro. I'm trying to. Okay, Trade number no, one for Derek listen, Carr. Listen, listen you got to I'll give saying. up a three for Derek Carr. A number one overall. Yeah, Derek I, Carr is a top is a top fifteen quarterback. No, he's not. Oh my gosh! I think you're going he's off pretty good. Year. You're going off this last year. I think he's top fifteen. About, he's top fifteen. He's top fifteen. So if you're the Arizona Cardinals and you're in a vulnerable position, you're not gonna bring in a top fifteen quarterback. That's not an old guy. Like, Eddie, look, Eddie, look at it like safe, this. That's safe for the whole franchise. In in his division, you have Garoppolo, Goff, Russell Wilson. Um, oh, that's not his division. My bad. Um, who's in his division? Mahomes, Philip Rivers, Rivers, Pat Mahomes. Uh, yeah. I always him. I always Flacco oh, and Flacco. Yeah, he's he's top. Top two, top top two. I mean, in the division. I mean, Philip. I know Philip's your guy, but like you know, he's a little old. No, yeah, he's a little old, bro. He's not. I you, love you Phillip. comparing Derek Carr to Philip. I love Philip. I love Philip, but Philip getting old, bro. Joke. He getting old. He can be old. You know, I take a forty-five-year-old Philip Rivers over a lot of guys. He old. He getting yeah, old. I, I, I take forty-five. I, I, I think Derek Carr is third in that division, but he's a top fifteen quarterback. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you need a top 15 quarterback. I understand you can go home run, but sometimes you just got to get a base hit. And right. get on base. So it could be just like his brother's situation and getting sacked uh, record <laughs> amount of times with that terrible offensive line. Like, it's going to be a repeat of his brother with the Houston Texans. If you can't protect them, it don't And matter. then, like, and- I, I, like I said to y'all earlier, and y'all harped on this a little bit, I, I personally, and y'all feel differently about this, but I feel like I what I saw from AB like in their their relationship I thought that was genuine. I I felt like that was it's always genuine in the beginning until you ain't throwing <laughs> that ball. Exactly. You walking yeah. in the building, you see your quarterback for the first time. Yeah, you might spend a night over his house that night. You walk <laughs> right. right. You yeah. had a new squad. You trying to get on everybody good side, man. Okay. If they traded that number one right. pick and Kyler Murray walked in there, though, A.B. would be so happy. He'd be on IG Live the next day with his arm around Kyler we going to do this. I don't know, bro. Yeah, you're right, just to fake it. But the thing about when you got a running quarterback, man, like, mm, them receivers don't necessarily love that. I can tell you But that. you, But you don't, Eddie? Because when I played receiver in high school and I played with Marcus, bro, I like guys that can get off schedule because then I, it gives me more time to get open. You don't think – you don't like that? See, it depends. It depends on the type of receiver you are. I was a guy that did precision. Yeah, that was all. I always thought about right timing. Yeah, work. I work better with the quarterback to throw it on time. Throw I got you. As soon as I come out of my break, I can get yards after the right. catch. Like that. Those are the quarterbacks I like. All that. Yeah, <laughs> it just. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, nah, it just threw me off. I get it. So. Yeah. No, I get that. And then you play with Tebow. But, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll leave that. <laughs> Don't go PC on us now, man. Hey. Look, this is the new This Is Home podcast, bro. We're not doing PC. What do you mean? I mean, yeah, it was statistically my worst year. I mean, oh man, it wasn't beneficial. I think you me, had some good punt returns and stuff that year, right? Like, well, yeah, I had to. I mean, I did. Yeah, I had to, had to make something so, happen. Tebow, hey, we won though. We was let me ask you this. Um, we obviously we're all big college football guys. I have my favorite guy in this draft, um, and he's the linebacker from LSU, Devin White. Um, I think he's a plug-and-play stud, top five pick. Who Who's y'all's, like, favorite player in this draft? My if you had to build your franchise. Draft, my favorite player in the draft is, you're going to think it's cliche, you're going to think, how can I say <laughs> this, but it's Nick Bosa. 
Oh, man. Nick Bolts oh, is a problem up front. Yeah. He can stop the run. You barely saw him play. How you going to say that? You going off the high school no, tape? And every time you see him on the field, he's getting quarterback harasses. So when you go, okay, let, let Kyler Murray go to Arizona Cardinals and Nick Bolts will go to the San Francisco 49ers where they have Buckner and D4 that he get a lot of one-on-one opportunities. Man, Nick Bosa be the rookie of the year. Every time you see him at Ohio State, he's getting in the backfield unless they doubling him. Why do you think they have him as a number one pick? Some people have him as a number one pick in the draft. He can't be blocked. So when you have somebody that can stop the run and get to the quarterback, and you might don't care because you don't play defense, man, that does a lot for your defense. So if he goes to the San Francisco 49ers where D Ford is on the other side and Buckner is playing ball, come on, man. They they go have a stout front. Nick Bosa is my best player in this draft, my favorite player in this draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Who is yours? Eddie, I a, I, 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 I don't think you saw enough tape of him to know. Yeah, and he quit on his team. And, no, he did. He and made he's a smart and decision. He's, and he's he a, a Trump supporter, decision. bro. What if what if you what if you his teammate? You don't you don't like that. You you wouldn't respect that. And he's but a Trump many, supporter, on, bro. Do, do you still talk to every teammate from Virginia Tech what, when you left? That don't yeah, matter. Yeah, it does I matter. Mean, I mean, he had to do what was best for him. He had to do yeah. what was best for him in his career. Was he supposed to go out there and play half hurt, constrain it again, probably can't really work out at the combine, but he risked it off with he. That's what no, he did in college. Nah. Go ahead, but, and, but, go ahead and do what's best for you in your future, I, man. Your boy all right, so, like... so, so in the current climate, though, I don't know if y'all have seen, like, Nick Bosa, I think he might have had to delete this stuff, but, like, he was a big like Trump supporter, and he was like very vocal about that type of stuff. And the, how do y'all think that plays in the locker room? You know, when you got a guy contrast that with like Chris Long, who? But what what does politics have to do with it? Brady was a Brady had a uh, make American great again. I mean, Dot, you keep talking about the best things. Can we can we stay away from the Patriots and Tom Brady for a but second? No, you're like, saying in the locker room. If politics is gonna play a role, Tom Brady yeah. got six rings, bro. Like, of course it don't matter. I'm we talk- just was talking about Rosen. Rosen was an outspoken guy about a lot of different issues. But I think he like, was on the liberal side. Not, you know, those locker rooms are seventy percent African American, bro. You can't. You wait, come in here. I'm just wait, asking. At the end of the day, if you respect me as a man, you have your own views. That okay. has nothing to do with me okay. in the locker room. Like, right. you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe. Okay. I, I just asked the questions, man, because, you know, people were making a big deal out of his um, his past with that. And, you know, a lot of times that, that stuff can rub some people the wrong way, especially, like, veterans or whatever. But it is what it is. Um, Eddie, who's your uh, your favorite guy in this draft that you would build around? Who I would build uh... – you know what? I got a couple guys. I like Ed Oliver. One, pick one. Man. Ever, ever since this dude, what? <laughs> ever since, ever since this dude came, uh, came on the scene in Houston, he been, he been just all over the place. Um, he was a guy that after his freshman year, he could, he could have left and been a first round draft pick, but um, he's one of them guys that I think will come in and make an immediate impact. Uh, big, strong, fast, all of that. I mean. He's not big as far as height, but he's a strong guy like uh, Aaron Donald. In that mode, I think he'll come out. I think he's got to get ten sacks in his uh, rookie year. So I like him. Um, you talking about Ed Oliver? Williams. Yeah. Okay. Out of, I like the D lineman out of Alabama. Just an aggressive, big country, strong defensive lineman. I mean, it's a, it's a draft. Is defense defensive dominated? So. It's not a lot of offensive guys that you're looking at this uh, come out and bring a lot of excitement. DK Metcalf came on because of the draft, but um, nope. and then you got you got a couple guys, Hollywood Brown, that can make some plays. But it's really gonna be a defensive heavy draft. Yeah. So any of those guys, and and like you said, Devin White is just Devin White is just a just dog. Strong. Good yeah, gracious. He, he a pro bowler from, from his rookie season on. And I could I could I could plus. see Oakland going him at four. You know what I mean? With Russell Wilson and, and um why do I keep putting them in that division? Anyway, disregard that. Uh another guy I like too with uh Gronk retiring is TJ Hawkinson, the tight end out of Iowa. I saw some mm-hmm. of his film. He mm-hmm. he's a stud. Um and he ran like a, a crazy fast forty, like he, Big kid, um, 
What do y'all think about like he could do he could do it all? Yeah. That's what make him good. He could block, he could catch the ball, he fat, like he does it all. And and a lot of people don't know that it's not too many tight ends in the NFL that can really run block. And they a lot of times a liability in the run game. Mm-hmm. So setting the edge yeah, and that sort of component. thing. Yeah, that that a lot of normal fans watching the game don't realize how important that tight end is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's next, Eddie? What you got for us? I mean, I was thinking about the we stuck on Josh Rosen. I'm like, he's got to get traded because all the all the p- bad publicity that has been out there about them drafting Colin Murray, like they got to move on. Like he, they got to trade him. So I'm just sitting there wondering what teams would be the best fit for him. Mm-hmm. And I did like the Chargers. I love the Chargers for him because I think that'd be a great fit that offense that he's in. But then our guy, our guy Tyrod is there, so that's that's the thing. Am I saying his name right again? <laughs> Ty, yeah, we call him Ty, man. Man, say his name. Then. Nah, say we call right him way. Ty, man. T two, man. You know, man, shout out my man. guy. Um, I ain't gonna mess it up <laughs> if I said it wrong. My bad, Ty. Uh, yeah. um, but hey, I what I would do if I was the Giants, I would draft the pass rusher with that first round pick. And then I trade my second round pick or my third round pick, whatever you got, to get Josh Rosen. That's what I'm doing. I, letting them learn behind Eli for a year and then letting them be my guy. I just don't trust David Gettleman, bro. Like his moves, not necessarily the the letting like Landon walk and trading Olivier Vernon and trading Odell, but the guys he ended up signing. You signed Golden Tate to a big deal, and then you signed. Shepherd to a big deal? Like, what are you do- – and then you let Eli – like, what are you even doing over there? Like, what are we doing? But Gruden and- did the same thing. No, 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 he didn't. He The return on investment, I think, was a little different. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. so – but Gettleman – I mean, if you trust Gettleman to make that type of move, you know, I I don't trust him. So, so Eddie, you would trade – you would trade – if you're a New York Giants, you would trade your second-round pick for Josh Rosen instead of trying to wait to see if somebody like uh, Drew Locke from Missouri drops to you and you can just get him with your second-round pick? Yep. Because I know exactly what I'm getting out of Rosen. I haven't seen him in the NFL. I know what to expect out of him. I know the type of player he is. Drew Locke, man, it's a question mark. You don't really – you don't know, man. It's a crapshoot, the NFL draft. You never really know, especially with quarterbacks. You don't know how they're going to react to the game speed, how they could process things. At least you could see Josh Rosen. But you know they're both, NFL coming, they both coming into a new system, and it's not like Rosen is a year four player. You still go kind Everybody of – Everybody I've talked to about Rosen that are, that's seen him up close and personal, teammates of his, have said – this guy throws one of the best balls that I've done. So around. why don't you keep him to see if he'll work out for your team instead of drafting another quarterback two years in a row? Why are you so in stuck top on that? Yeah, he loves if, Josh Rosen, boy. Goodness gracious. If 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 everybody feels like that about Rosen, why would you just cancel him? That's what I'm saying. Because I just canceled my coach. Like, I don't care. Obviously, that coach like, had nothing to do with him. He was a defensive guy. But, Dot, I'm just saying that they – they have no trouble moving on from people. It's clear. You, you're not getting what I'm saying. They're moved, they moved on from their head coach because he was a defensive coach. And their defense played horrible last year. That's why they moved on. If but it's still the same. didn't play that great either. Listen, yeah. if, you, if you're drafting a guy at number 10, you trust him. You're gonna, you're, if you're drafting a guy at number 10, hey, I'm going to trust you with my franchise. I'm not going to throw you away in a year. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in a coach that can scheme. He can get players open for you. Like, and you, all, you, all I need you to do is make the throws. I need you to make all the throws on the Listen, field. Listen. Because he's going to draw up these plays. You, you know who up. did that? You know who did that? Uh, Goff did that in, with McVay. Like, they brought McVay in. But they, they still – I mean, I don't think they had the number one pick the next year. So, I think it's apples to oranges a little bit. They, they took a – a chance on golf and let him get time with the coach. But Sean McVay also had Kirk Cousins and he he was from that kind of traditional pro style tree. So golf fit him. We're saying think about it. Think about it, Skills. Arizona isn't a Rams division. You don't think they're kind of looking across the way and like, hey, maybe this guy guru no. of a coach 
You see what he did. You see what McVay did to golf. Let's just see if he can do okay. that. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Flowers. Make all the throws. How, how how much of Patrick Mahomes' season do you think helped Cliff get hired? Just quick answer. I don't want an explanation. How much of like ninety? Like what what Patrick Mahomes did? How much of that do you think impacted him as a coach? That he coached Patrick Mahomes, the MVP. I mean, it's a trendy league. That's why. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, if you if you want to but go my there, ne- why do you think everybody that knew Sean McVay got a head coaching shot? That don't mean it's the right thing to do. But I mean, my my next question was, but but my next question was going to be, how much is Josh Rosen like Patrick Mahomes versus how much Kyler is like Patrick Mahomes? Okay. So which one? You feel what I'm saying? I, like, I get, why would I, I get go- what you're saying? But let's just say Patrick Mahomes. But what if he's like a Jared Goff? But I'm not. I didn't. I, my he didn't. My coach didn't coach and, and, Jared Goff. He coached Patrick Mahomes. So why would I give him a Jared Goff? You feel what I'm saying here? Like my man, my coach likes I, Mahomes. You give me Goff. This ain't gonna work. That's all we've been it trying can to tell work you. If you can make- <laughs> all I'm saying is it can work because he can make all the throws, but y'all going so copycat league. Yeah. Kyler Murray can scramble and throw on the run just like Mahomes. Yeah. That doesn't mean that Rosen can't succeed the same We're not saying that. We're just thing. saying what we think will happen. And I think tomorrow okay. we're going to find out what happens. We will you know find what out. Mean? So that's I, the... I can't wait to prove y'all wrong. Oh, my if goodness. If Arizona got a good GM. They don't, hold clearly. On, you saying, hold on. You saying, Nate, you actually think they're not going to draft him? I don't think they're going to go. If they don't trade, they're not going Kyler Murray. But, Dai, you don't realize they can trade uh, my guy all the way up into, like, probably the third round. Like, they could trade Rosen. They got plenty of time to trade Rosen for a pick. They don't. We would know with the first pick. If they drive Kyler Murray, then Rosen out of there. They're not going to have both of them on the roster. I don't think they're going Kyler Murray. So, we'll see tomorrow. I mean, the the smart decision would be not to go Kyler. You already got a quarterback on your roster. Why would you go, you know, quarterback again? But we're talking about someone who, I don't know, the GM's reputation right now. Like, you had that whole situation with Patrick Peterson wanting out. He fired his coach after one year. You know, like – it's just so much turmoil going on over there. You know what I mean? And then just think about how many quarterbacks Larry Fitzgerald has had to play with in his tenure in Arizona. You feel what I'm saying? So um, I I just don't have any faith in that GM that he won't do what's in the best interest of him keeping his job, not necessarily the GM thing. He's not acting like a GM right now. He's probably acting like I need to keep my job. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to play it safe, you know? So – that's my – we'll find out tomorrow night. What time does the draft start? Nine? Ten? Eight? So, you know, and then we can do a follow-up to this. You know, what do you guys think about them moving the draft around to different cities? You think it's good for the league to, um, you know, help boost the, the fan bases and excite the fan bases and um, moving it to different host cities? I think it's cool, man. Let everybody get a chance to experience that draft experience. You know, yeah. uh it was always in New York. I mean, it's it's a great city to have it in, but let everybody around the country experience that feel when the team is announcing their team and their fans are flooding the you know the arena. So let every I think every football city should get a chance to you know host it or in any city around America for yeah. all that matters. Just let everybody experience that experience on that day. Yeah, and we do have some great NFL cities, man. You know, y'all played in in a couple of them. You know, um, Eddie, what do you think about that? <clears throat> well, maybe they ought to take it to cities where they don't have NFL teams, so they can those fans who don't get to go to games get That's to true. At least experience this. That's a good point. <clears throat> so yeah. Um, yeah, something to think about. And what was y'all's like? You know, y'all both went second round, and you know, pretty quickly. Um, draft was different format back then. But what do y'all remember from y'all's draft day experience, man? What were you doing? Where were you at? Were you nervous? So, so my experience, man, was terrible because I had all my boys (laughs) at the house. You know. When I went to the combine, I was the first cone on the board. I wasn't going past pick twelve, but I ran a terrible forty. So I'm like, ah. Die, die for the, the for the for the record. Are you slow? 
Am I slow? Yeah, nah, I'm quick. I just don't run. <laughs> what do you mean? I got fo- Listen, listen. I have football Bit. speed. I don't know how to get. I don't know how to put my hand on the ground and take three choppy steps when I come out. Look at the ground for ten steps, then look up. Like who does that? Right. I don't run track. So okay. Of course, I'm gonna be, of course, I'm gonna be off a couple tenths of a second. Okay. I'm gonna backpedal and run through a line. I'm gonna win every time. Yeah, I hear like, that. A lot of excuses, bro. So you slow. <laughs> Have you caught three passes on me and your whole career yeah. out there? Are you kidding me? I put a hundred up on y'all the first time Ooh. I played. Y'all, y'all, that wasn't me. You was Say covering y'all. me when we was in zone and hey, you felt you was little... covering me too, buddy. Nah, nah. You you bring that film up, then how about that? <laughs> But let me get back to my draft experience. Yeah, let me get yeah, back yeah. to my draft experience. So I had all my friends and family at my house. You know, uh, I wanted to, you know, experience that time with my family and the people that supported me from day one. And I'll, I had a talk with the Cowboys, Giants, because it was late in the first round. They both kept saying, hey, you ain't getting past us. Like, I'm glad you ran that slow 40. You failed us, but you're not going past us. So the Texans are on the clock. I think they had maybe... The pixels is like in the 20s, you know, something like that. So my agent called me. He's like, hey, I just got a call from Houston, man. They say they go out your boy from VTech and this and that. I was like, yeah, but I didn't get a phone call yet. So I don't think that's me. You know, he's like, no, I'm telling you, they need a corner first round, this and that. Houston, Texas is going with you, man. So got him on speakerphone. My mom, everybody telling me, because I went in the room, you know. No. My mom telling me to come outside. So she's telling everybody, he about to get picked. Everybody's oh, damn. This and that. I'm like, yo, mom, chill. Oh. Like, I ain't get a phone call yet. So we're looking at the TV. They're like, the pick is in. I'm like, bro, I ain't getting no phone call. Maybe I'm just one of the only players. Maybe they don't call everybody. Maybe. <laughs> so when it comes across the screen, it says, Virginia Tech, Dwayne Brown. Oh. Man, I could have just went in the room and cried like a three-year-old, bro. I just went in the room. I pouted like a little sixth grader. I was just sitting in the room the whole time. I didn't want to watch the rest of the ass. Did your agent yeah. have Dwayne too or something? Was there yeah, a reason? Yeah, my agent had Dwayne. So when, okay. he said, when they said we're taking your boy, he thought they were going with a corner first round because they need uh, their top need was a corner. They okay. weren't taking Dwayne Brown. So, uh, so yeah, I was in a room into the second round, man. But when Kansas City called, I was cool because I knew Patrick Sertan. He liked family. So I knew I was gonna go over there and play opposite of somebody I seen from high school. So that was the only reason they kind of settled yeah. down for me. Once I went how to do you see. how do you think your your career would have been different if you'd have been playing in Houston or you know what I mean? Do you ever think about that? Nah, like but you Dallas, never know, or, man. You yeah. never know. Like you, you never know where life takes you and why it takes you. Like I probably yeah. wouldn't have started from day one over there. You never know. When I was yeah. in Kansas City. The first practice, I was a starter, and I ain't looked back. I started every game in the league from yeah. when I stepped on the field. So, you know, I, I love Kansas City. That was a football city. Like, I don't take nothing back. Good barbecue out there. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Eddie, what was yours like? I mean, mine wasn't, it wasn't as dramatic as that. I was just uh, – I was with the family. We uh, We got a big old – hotel suite so everybody could come through there um i was just sitting there just hanging out with everybody just trying not to be thinking about the draft too much and i mean it's on the tv but you kind of just pacing around the room trying to act like you nervous and don't really care about what's going on you see your boys getting drafted you happy for them but at the same time you're like brad like dang like you know what i mean like you see everybody you know getting drafted and you're like it's such a it's such a weird, awkward feeling because you're so happy for everybody, but you also want to get drafted at the same time. Yeah. And so I know Flowers kind of went through that same, similar situation when he saw Dwayne. It was like, man, I'm happy, but I I wish I was going too. You know what I mean? So you have them feelings, that, and then you always see people get drafted before you that you think you better than. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that, so that, well, say that names, Eddie. Who, give a, who, who went before you that you, you know? I mean, it was, it was, it was a number. It was, it was, it was a number of receivers. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I ain't going to throw no names. Maybe, maybe for later on in the podcast. Okay, maybe okay. A couple episodes. Okay, in, I'll, okay. I'll break it down. All right, no worries. Like, man, how this dude get drafted before? So then you start, that's where that chip, you start building that chip on your shoulder a little bit, like, and then 
you kind of then when I did get drafted, it was a I was happy as hell, but at the same time I was still a little bit upset and still angry about like thinking I should have went higher than what I went. Were so you relieved it was over? Yeah, of course you relieved. Of course, like like you just excited that it's over. I always thought that I would cry. Like you watch everybody on TV, you like, man, I'm gonna cry. I'm at this emotional moment. But like when it when I got drafted, it was like I was ready to get to work like right away. Cause I felt almost disrespected in a way, but happy mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was just like I wasn't emotional, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to prove something. And yeah. so that was kind of what what I was feeling. My whole family was all happy. They was crying, but I just was kind of like, yeah, it's cool. But but I got a lot to prove to every team that didn't pick me. So yeah. I, and that, that that chip was good for me. Yeah, and that's a good segue even into like what advice you would give guys like when after that draft, like does the work start immediately? You know what I mean? Like you got OTAs coming up, you got you know, you gotta fly out to the city, you got parties and celebrations. Like what is the next step that you would even, you know, give these kids um as soon as the draft is over as soon as that phone call happens or you know they deal with that disappointment like what 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 do you what do you what advice do you give them for the next stage of their life and their career i think it's for me i, <clears throat> I think it's a balance man i think you enjoy that night enjoy celebrate uh with your family and friends everybody to help you get there to where you are because being drafted is an honor you know like, yeah. no, no matter where you get drafted, it's an honor to say I got drafted in the NFL draft. Yeah. But you enjoy that moment, you party. But then after that, man, it's time to go to work because you got to prove that you worth that pick. Like, mm-hmm. that was my whole thing. I wanted to prove that I deserve to go higher. But I also wanted to prove to the coaches and everybody that drafted me that they made the right decision in selecting me. Because yeah. you don't really – you don't just represent yourself and that name on the back of your jersey. You represent all the guys that fought for you in that draft room that you don't even know. That you don't yeah. you don't know the scout that stood on that table for you saying that this is the best guy on the board that we need right. to take. A lot of mm-hmm. times you don't even get to meet those guys and get to thank them. You never really know who they are. So those guys got to realize that, hey, man, the work is just beginning. Like, it, that you come into a lot of money, but at the same time, it sounds like a lot, but it ain't, man. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You start yeah. getting that money in that second and that third contract. That first contract is it's a lot of money to the normal world, but to you, you got a lot bigger things that on your on your plate, man. That that shouldn't be I, I made it. Like it's, you shouldn't have that feeling. It should be it's time to go to work. Yeah. That's good advice, man. Doc Flowers, what do you got? I feel like Eddie, man, it's like I take the party and out of it, man. Like, because I know you see, like, when others get drafted before you in recent years, they got the ice, it look good, they go flash it at the draft, the draft parties on IG, and you kind of lose sight of what you're stepping into. Like, man, party years from now, because the league is so cutthroat, that unless you're the top maybe three rounds you got drafted in the first three rounds that first year not even really guaranteed to you for real so it's so cutthroat man it's almost like hey let's just get to work like it's almost a hey, it's time like that's when you really grow up that's when you fly out to a whole new state on your own and it's just survival mode man you got to learn the playbook you got to learn how to be a pro you got to learn how to eat right you don't have a trainer stand on top of you that's when you got to know how to do all your stretches. Do everything on your own. I mean, that's when you come into a man. That so it's like, as soon as your name get called, it's the team that believed in you. That's the team that believed they can win a championship with you. And now it's time to go deliver. You gotta hold your head down and grind until you get that second contract. And like Eddie said, you think you made it on that first contract, but if you're not a first rounder, man, even if you're a first rounder, if you're not a top fifteen pick, that's not life changing yeah. money for real. Yeah. You yeah. know that, that 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 can go by in a couple years. Yeah. So you got to hold your head down and grind. Yeah, is the league? You know, one thing that we share, and the reason we're even on this podcast, man, is like we always talk about it. Shout out my guy Harp, Justin Harper, man. He we share some messages sometimes, but we have a great brotherhood 
um, at Virginia Tech? Is the league a brotherhood or is more of a business? Is it, you know, how does the organization, you know, um, y'all both have played for some of the same organizations. You know, do y'all feel still feel a part of that even, you know, years later after retirement and all that? I, for me, I'll tell you what, it was uh... – when for the for the young guys coming in, man, stick to those guys that you that are getting drafted. That same draft class is that the young guys, the rookies don't. I mean, my 08 class, like we still all close. Like that, that that was like family family to me right there. So we yeah. would always go to dinner once a week. We would always you because it's nobody else is going through the same similar situation as you. Like the mm-hmm. veterans, they all been through so many different things. They'd improving themselves. People got tape on them. But as a rookie, every practice is like a game to you. It's like I gotta go out here and prove myself to these coaches. I gotta prove it to me first. Then I gotta go prove it to these coaches. Then I gotta go prove it to these veterans. And the veterans are looking at you every day. Like, can I count on this dude? Like when it get tough, can I count on this guy? And and that's what they trying to see, especially as a receiver. I I had the quarterbacks looking at me like, is this a guy that I could rely on on third and third and long, third and three to win the game? Can I throw the ball to this guy? This were guy you there with Plummer? No, 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 no. Nah, you were there with Color. Okay, because yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Jake Jake Plummer was that dude, man. He was he was that dude in Denver, but yeah. Nah, you're right, man. And that's you know. You got to prove it. That's just like, I guess, you know, a lot of kids coming to college, same way you got to prove it to the seniors. You got to, you know, you always, as the newbie, you always got to let people know kind of where you stand and, and um, what type of person you're going to be. Um, Dot, what, what about you? Um, I'm going to need um, you to repeat. Uh, we were just talking about the brotherhood. Like, you know, do you still keep in touch with guys that you got drafted with? I know you came in with a great uh, – Car, they're still playing. Bro, don't be um, zoning out when I'm talking. Not <laughs> playing, playing, playing Nintendo Switch or something. Right. Nah, my fault, bro. I was kind of meditating. <laughs> I usually meditate around oh, these Lord. hours, man. My fault. My body just went into meditation mode. Right. It's definitely a brotherhood, man. Um, so, see, I was fortunate to go to a locker room in Kansas City where. I'm I'm cool with my draft class, but the team, the whole locker room was like a college locker room. And maybe it was just because the team was rebuilding and we had a lot of young guys yeah, y'all sorry. coming in. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was it was kind of like, hey, the new guys got to take over. We got to go up quick. Like, I think my year four there, I was the oldest guy in the room, like in the DB room. Like, so it was just the whole locker room stuck together, yeah. man. We partied together. We watched yeah. film together at somebody's house, like on regular yeah. nights. Every Thursday night, the whole defense got up, and we went into the studio at Tomba Crib. Then we went and had fun right after that. Like, we had dinner. Then we went out and had fun after that. So we we partied as a defense, hung as a defense. And that camaraderie, man, that's what really wins championships. When you know you can trust somebody and you really know your brother with you on the field because you're going to have a tough game. And you don't want that teammate that's kind of like, yes, he done messed up. And all right, now it's my turn to step in. Or he done messed up, so I know they go pay me before yeah. they pay him. And nah, you want those teammates that's like, hey, hey, I know you're having a rough one. We all have a rough one, bro. Hey, let me know if I can do something to help yeah, you that's out. Awesome. Like, you know, yeah. so that's the camaraderie <laughs> I had in Kansas City. So I was almost lucky to go to a See, that's like, the thing. We- that's the difference with college and NFL is that college y'all live together in the dorms especially the first year y'all live in the same spot together so it was you got to create that brotherhood because you y'all y'all it's just like i'm gonna see you 24 7 so we got it for three years for sure yeah and so college it builds that the nfl is like you go to practice and go home and a lot of the veterans got family so they go to their families and spend time with them i think the main thing for the rookies and the young guys is hang out with the people that you're gonna be playing with, man. Yeah. Develop that chemistry off the field. Get to know things about the the guys' families. Get to know if they got kids. Meet their wives. Like yeah. them little things right there make you make you play better. For some reason, yeah. when I know this dude next to me, his wife, I know his kids. I'm gonna fight a little bit harder for this dude. Yeah. You don't know what it is, but it's just something in you to make you care a little bit more about That's that guy it. next to you. So. For all the young guys getting drafted, make sure you make that extra effort to hang out with all the uh, teammates. Yeah, 
That's dope, man. What was y'all record against each other, you and Flowers, head to head? I don't, I, I don't think, I think y'all beat us. Huh? <laughs> Kansas City, bro? Oh, Eddie, I don't. What are you talking about? Sorry, about the whole never, four years what? I was. The whole six years I was in y'all division. Oh, Seven years? Then you came to we play wanted me. You came to me. You came to us. You, you came about? to play with my team. Because <laughs> y'all was so sorry. Actually, we went to the playoffs the year before that. So what are you talking I remember, about? I, I remember that first game. I think y'all beat us. But I put up like 100-something. You keep talking about I'm looking at like, I don't I'm, know what you And then I'm going to run a couple punts back on y'all. Y'all was sorry on punt. Dad, do you remember Do you remember the guys who, like, lit you up? Like, if they ever lit you up, or do you never, like... I was so, one of them, so... I, I, you remember me? I, Eddie never lit me up. Eddie Practice, never lit me I up. Practice, I light you up. I literally... Practice. To be honest with you, I got lit up. Andre Johnson see. lit you up. Andre Johnson didn't yeah, like yeah, I remember he that had game. a couple. He, you know he what? I respected you because of the game. Back. I was like, damn, lock, Doc is locked up with Andre Johnson and one-on-one the whole game, but he lit you up. But you you held your he own. Not he fell like, like 160. Yo, what are you he had like 160. About? It was in Houston. I oh, remember it. Oh what, what game is you uh, talking about? He did not have I'm going to just pull up. The day people listening can pull up Google. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like 160. But Listen, you played when, well. when somebody asks Andre Johnson who's the top five corners he went against, my name him, is always right. in there. I don't know why you say he lit me up for 160. No, the, the only one that lit me up is Dez Bryant. And I'm not the excuse maker, but that was the year I injured my knee on the first play of the game. It was a run play, and DeMarco Murray held me, hit my knee. And that's the season that I was. Off and on. I probably only played in like nine. Games I get I get that. That was the season right before I came. That was the, that was the season right before I came to San Diego mm-hmm. because my knee was just messed up that whole year. Yeah. That was the only game I got lit up. Them games when you hurt be the worst because nobody know you hurt but you and a couple of your Nobody teammates. knows you hurt. Oh, yeah, I get that. I didn't yeah, have games yeah. like that. Nobody know. And I had too much pride. Right. So look, first first the first play of the game, I hit the marker of Murray in the backfield for like a uh it was maybe a loss of one, and that's when I felt my knee. Second play, uh, Dez Bryant took me, took me for about 60. Then I had too much pride after that. I was like, man. And, yeah, exactly. Nah, you yeah, already got mad. It's like, hey, if I walk crazy. off the field now, nah, it's like, hey. Bro, you know, what was your, for, what was your 40, bro? You don't want to play. Why? <laughs> Pro Bowl corner Why? don't really matter. I was just curious. I, yeah, I, that's I a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you don't. Yeah, that you wasn't a blazer. It it it, it was a half a step slower than yours. It was a four five five. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. at the pro day. That was That's at a half a step slower than yours. Eddie. I don't know about the combine. Uh, yeah, that was at the combine. A four five five. That's like a half a step behind you. Yeah, I, I was in the four threes, but I. It's still a half a step. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. When in football, that is that that's not far. That that's literally bang bang. Like you know what I mean? I so. tell you what, your technique was was good enough to where it, it showed in college to where you didn't have to be fast. If you if you was let's correct fast, that my technique if was, you was flawless. Fast, you my technique been one was flawless. Of the, one of the best ever if you was fast because you had good football instincts. My technique was you flawless. Had good technique and, uh, and but then, but you never know because he might have become lazy. And like never played technique, you know what I mean. So like it's almost a gift and a curse, you know. Nah, I had technique since I was eight. But football is like football is like the deal down here. So we, all the technique that I know now, I knew since it was like nine. Where's down here, that like people might not know. Delray Beach, Florida. All right, that's a little extra, but okay. Right. Nah, because <laughs> hey, all the, have y'all seen the Netflix special where they had Liberty City Chad Ocho Cinco little team that he like going to in Liberty City? They came to Delray last year and they got the business last year. Okay. So I mean, whoever wanted Delray Rocks, line it up. <laughs> Let's go. All right, man. Well, I think we had a pretty good uh, welcome back episode, and I uh, hope y'all two hour episode. Right. I hope it won two hours. Doc fell um, asleep on the phone. What's yeah, the he did fall asleep. Meditated. <laughs> he did fall asleep. We gotta, we gotta probably start him in the morning, man. He, this is this past his bedtime, you know. Right. So, uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate y'all both joining as well. Shout out to our boy D Hall, man. He couldn't make this one, but he's definitely still in the 
and the family on on the podcast tip and uh hopefully we'll be able to give you guys more content uh more consistently stay tuned reaction to the first round type yeah we need to get that feedback and uh we are on um spotify itunes um you know all your 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 uh podcast platforms you can find us this is home podcast um just search for us and make sure you tell somebody at flowers what's your at so they can at you when when they uh when kyla go number one B Flowers twenty four. Eddie, what's yours? <laughs> Eddie don't even be. I think Eddie on Facebook or something. He not even. Bro, on. Chill. <laughs> Eddie still not on Facebook. Te- technologically sound not like that, but I think it's Eddie Royal <laughs> WR. I get okay. on there from now on. You didn't just challenge yeah. me. I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to all our Hokie fans, man. Too. Um, the young man Brock. Uh, I think his name is Brock Hoffman. Uh, he um. He was denied a waiver, transfer waiver from the NCAA, but I think Twitter last night, he kind of went viral. Everybody was sharing it, and now um, the NCAA is taking another look at his waiver situation. Um, He moved home to be closer to his mother, uh, who was um, fighting a tumor. So shout out to Brock, shout out Hokie Nation for listening, for sharing, for supporting. Uh, We got more content coming specifically for y'all. Um, we got some special things lined up, so don't get discouraged that we're talking NFL um, football right now. But stay tuned, and, and we'll see you all on the next time.